Hello there! It's Friday, which means it's time once again for the best movie podcast ever. The only movie podcast to offer objective and hyperbole-free discussion of every movie in the known universe. I am your host, the podcaster with no name, Conrad, and with me as always, he might be wearing hockey pants. We simply have no way of checking. It's Anthony James. Do you ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? Hello, Conrad! <laughs> I don't know why I say it. Um, <laughs> I'm not about to kill you. I'm not about to kill you. Well, he doesn't say that he kills everyone that he says. No, he's, but he, he says, says his victims. His, he? No, he says prey, which is a oh. very... <laughs> okay, okay. You can interpret that any way that you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, perhaps we'll get into that more later. We're going to talk about the Batman. Or yes. no, not the Batman. I'm going to do that at least... Let's give myself a bit of leeway here. I'm going to do that at least twice more in this episode. I'm going to call it the Batman, even though it's it's not the Dark that. Knight. But um, <laughs> they're interchangeable. Anyway, how are you? Before we get I, into it, doing well, doing very well. Um, this may or may not. Now I'm going to jinx it here, but this may or may not be one of the last times you guys see me in this setting. Is all I'll say. It's all I'll say. Yeah. Uh, we'll get. I don't want to jinx it any more than that, but we'll get into that at another point. We'll have uh, to. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll have to. Uh, if, if things go the way they look like they're going, we'll have to green screen in a um, a, a wood chip wall. Wood chip? That's not the name for. Or maybe it is wood chip. I don't, I don't know what you paint, call that kind of paint. Wood. I don't, it's, it's. I don't know. It's like every wall in the seventies or something. Where they, yeah. it's like they, they they sell it as like high con. Like where is it? It's over there. They sell it as like like high high to do. You know, oh, it's the new hip wall from, from the seventies. Yeah. But really. It is just that the plasterers were lazy and they, they were like, listen, asked, yeah. that'll do. Sap, sap, it's sap, like sap. Pebble Dash on the outside, that shit's on the inside, fish bash <laughs> yeah. bosh, on to the next one. Um, okay, yeah. well, I'm um, like. Very accurate. Very accurate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've got. I, I've never plastered a house. I'm, I'm just going on my assumptions about plasterers. Um, but without further ado, I say, let's. No, wait, hold on. I've got my order wrong here. Let's get into it. What do I say to start the show? Let's talk about some movies. Let's, yes, that's right. Let's talk about some gosh darn movies. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Movies. We are doing something... Is it different? I mean, it's different for us. Not. It's not exactly mm-hmm. a novel concept to be like, what if... <laughs> get this. What if, what if we did a series of films <laughs> rather than yeah. just being like, I don't know, let's talk about... Lawrence of Arabia this week. Um, so you you guessed right, folks. We are going through having watched the Batman two weeks ago. We yep. are now going to go back through all of the them their Batman to see how they hold up. Uh, see how we feel about about all of them. We're starting this week with Tim Burton's Batman from nineteen. We could have started for one one earlier. I'll just say that we could have started the the proper shark repellent spray or whatever you yeah. call it. We could have started oh, there. I haven't seen that movie since, probably since the mid '90s, but in to my mind, a Batman movie isn't complete without him running around on a pier with like a massive spherical bomb, <laughs> looking yeah. for somewhere to to drop it. Like, oh, I can't just throw it into the sea for some reason. Yeah. Um, none of them have really done. Scene. Yeah, no, like none of them have topped it, as far as I'm concerned, which well, is a shame. Well, this one definitely doesn't. We'll just say that as a spoiler. Um, so let's let's get it. Let's get this out of the way then before we mm-hmm. before we uh, before we dive into it. How many have you seen? All of the all of the Batman's. All the Batman's. Yes, I have. Uh, I've seen. I will admit that I've seen Christopher Nolan's trilogy the most out of any. Yeah. Um, that was my teenage years, so I just like watch it. Um, I I, I was I was 
very close to going down sort of like the the incel joker loving guy i didn't go down there but i <laughs> i could see if there's an alternate version of me that you know i'd be tipping my fedora all over the place <clears throat> I didn't go i i personally don't think i went down that way listeners let me know maybe i did <laughs> yeah yeah i mean you'd be the last one to know but the joker was like. my was my bay definitely uh okay. back 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 in the day so that's say. worrying that's a worrying thing to admit but you know we'll, we'll not dwell on it um have you seen the um the the batfleck ones the ben affleck ones uh yes i saw the justice okay. league and i also saw batman vs superman i, I thought I batman vs superman, superman wasn't superman. terrible okay i, I haven't wasn't, seen that it was one. just a big action movie the whole time like you know yeah i mean i i don't like batman in justice league because he just kills a bunch of people which is kind of yeah, the one yeah. thing batman's not supposed to do but mm. um yeah, so I haven't seen that, and I haven't seen Batman and Robin for, I'm going to say, 20 years. That's uh, the nipples one. Well, that's a common misconception. He has nipples in Batman Forever as well, but no one ever mentions that. Because okay, but which one came first? Batman Forever came first. That was the and first was that Val Kilmer, or was that George Clooney? That was still Val Kilmer, and then George Clooney was Batman and Robin, and that also... I will grant you... You say still were... Val Kilmer, but Val Kilmer only did one. That's yeah. That's a good point. It was. It was just Val Kilmer. Um, I like Val Kilmer as Batman. He 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 does it for me. Uh, but yeah, he had he had nipples on his suit. I will admit they were more pronounced on the George Clooney suit. But yeah. the origination of the bat nipples was in Batman Forever, and people see people forget yeah. that. I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh, it's been so long since I saw those two films. They do merge for me. I can match up which Batman like actor has which villains but I forgot which one had Robin. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, Chris... What's his name? Chris O'Donnell. Oh. Chris O'Donnell is Robin. And I also... But I but I did know that Val Kilmer started the nipple trend. I knew that. I knew that. Yeah. But I just didn't know which one it was in. I Yeah, so... Well, that's... I, I think that's about as much as we're allowed to go into in those movies because otherwise we're oh, going to rob right. ourselves of good podcast episoding, good, yeah. good old-fashioned podcasting to, to happen further down the line. And these listeners aren't going to come back for... You know, a half-assed discussion of Batman and Robin in four We've weeks. We've already time. done it here. Yeah, we don't want to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what else is there to say? Alicia Silverson, who gives a <laughs> shit? Um, yeah, yeah. So we're, gonna, we're here to talk about Batman. It's yeah. the the first one. There was never a Batman movie before this. It was just called <laughs> Batman, and Tim Burton created the character in 1989. Um, it stars Michael Keaton, Jack Nicholson, and Kim. Do you say Basinger or Bassin Basinger? Basing Basinger. I would. I don't think it's Basinger. <laughs> I'm fairly sure of that. I, mean, um, I, I don't actually say... I don't think I've ever said her name out loud. <laughs> all I know is it's weird that she had her own costume designer. That's all I'm going to say. Mm, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Like, you... you um, <laughs> I, I went down a deep hole that we'll get into um, in the discussion of Prince Batman music videos because he did the soundtrack for this movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And cool. uh, there is a lot of Vicky Vale costume weirdness in those music videos it is bizarre but so plot synopsis for Mm. for those of you who haven't seen this movie for a little while or perhaps you just want to hear us retell the story um it's kind of weird actually having watched the bat the batman first yeah there are a lot of similarities not tonally or aesthetically but kind of the big plot points Mm -hmm. Um, and the influences are very similar between this and the Batman. So, yeah, in both both the 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 Robert Pattinson one and this one, we catch up with Batman. He's doing bat stuff under the suspicious mm-hmm. eye of the Gotham police, and he, it's kind of 
it kind of starts off like in media res like things have been going on for a while at this point you yeah know, he's Batman... sort of he's, fa- he's still fairly new but yeah. but he is he's establishing himself and people are sort of here thinking about oh there is the batman yeah, yeah, similar to the Batman in that way. Yeah, and uh, you know, both of them are going after like kind of organized crime in this one. Yeah. It's a mm-hmm. criminal kind of underboss called Jack Napier who, uh, as often happens, I can't count the number of times I've seen this happen. Um, he falls into a vat of acid during <laughs> yeah. a, a crime gone wrong and emerges as the 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 clown prince of Gotham, the Joker, and just starts doing Joker stuff all over the shop. Um, Although he already him. was. Uh, slightly insane we find out a little later yeah like they threw that in just because otherwise it's like why did the acid make him go nuts you know <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's really really tenuous the joker thing it's like listen we need him to become the joker how do we do this i don't know that of acid sure well, like, I, 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 when i was watching that i literally said to Ema. Yeah, just like all those vat of acid factories we have oh, knocking okay. about. Where so, has this come from? I love that. Well, I I don't want to keep saying, "Oh, we'll get into this later," because there's there's, yeah, yeah, there's, yeah. there's so much to discuss. But we will come back to this later when we talk about kind of the way they depict Gotham. But yeah. I do love this idea that Gotham is a city rife with organized crime. And the organised criminal elements of Gotham have seized upon such lucrative and clearly illegal uh, money-making opportunities as chemical factories. It's like, <laughs> what are you... Surely, like, drugs, prostitution, gambling. Like, well, do, do Where the do you classic. think the drugs come from? The chemicals? Maybe they're making the drugs. Yeah, maybe the acid is is, is run off from, from Axis that. chemicals. Axis chemicals. Yeah, Axis chemicals. Just to let you know they're bad guys. They're named after... <laughs> the nazis axis of evil as well yeah Yeah, exactly yeah so we get the joker in this one um i talking about things i love in this movie i love that and i i'm gonna make a point of not comparing the batman to the batman too much i know it's it's a really easy comparison to make you said the batman to the batman i think oh i told you it would happen at least twice that's (laughs) once mark that one down i've got one more left um i love that at the beginning of this movie Batman doesn't actually stop the crime. <laughs> like, <laughs> he just shows up after and says, "Tell that." He shows friends. up after. <laughs> Tell your friends about criminals. me. It's yeah. like, could you not have done that five minutes earlier, Batman? Like, save the family the jewels or whatever it was that they got stolen. Money, well, that well, they they couldn't do that actually because the script didn't let them. Uh, that is that is a, a general like you know joke. But the, th- the thing is as well, the script wouldn't let them because it was important to have that bait and switch. Because when I, it even got me. I've seen this film probably two or three times before, and it still got me. When I, I haven't seen it in 15 years or something, I was watching it, and then at the start I was like, "Oh, that must be Batman uh, when he was a little kid, and that's his parents." Yeah. Oh, okay. And uh, then then they go, "Come on, Jimmy." I was like, "What's yeah. going on here?" I do, I do, I do love that bait and switch of like making you think that Thomas Wayne is going to be this like idiotic dad who's just like, "No, let's <laughs> yeah. go to the bad side of town and find ourselves a taxi." It's like, They're going to okay. think we're tourists. Yeah. yeah. Nice one, Thomas. But yes, no, it's not. That, that is absolutely right. They did need to to have the bait and switch because it's very clever, um, mm. and they need to have the introduction of Batman after the obligatory discussion yes. between two street thugs, being like, "What do you think about the bat?" And then yeah. and the other one's like, "I think you're crazy." And then he turns up in the background, and it's like, "Ah, oh, you're in for it now, lads." Yeah, um, the the very flamboyant entrance of the Batman in the background. Yes, he comes down with his arms up, with his cape out. Tim yeah, Burton just... loves the image of the Bat Cape. As <laughs> all does. say, it is there a lot. There's there's some moments in this film where Batman 
goes off on a tangent just to give us a lovely image and i do appreciate that yes. one, with the, well, one with the moon later on but, yeah uh, there's, there's a lot of very lovely imagery in this mm-hmm. um that's it really leans into the kind of schlocky noir was it's not even really noir it's like expressionism um that uh, that they're pulling from but but yeah so batman th- the first thing we see batman do in this movie is choose not fail but choose mm. not to prevent a crime it's true which tell which tells you a lot i think about <laughs> about that character <laughs> and his moral fiber which will as the movie goes on we see more and more of how little he cares about the people of gotham i think it's fair to say that's actually <laughs> true say. this version of batman cares about the people less than any version i've ever seen yeah even he never mentions it, them he never yeah. once mentions the people of gotham <laughs> yeah like even even the even in the batman where at the start rob pattinson is full-on like i am vengeance yeah he still care i think even that version he still cares like michael keaton in this film doesn't yeah he doesn't mention him once but not only that like he's pushing women to the to the to, uh pushing women to sit down telling yeah. them to shut up he's like he's he's very strange and i don't know i, I don't know how i felt about it actually revisiting this film i don't <laughs> know how not, I feel. he's not heroic he is not heroic no. at all i don't think but um, i don't know how i feel about michael keaton in this role having revisited well, this i'm gonna be honest a bit of a hot take there but He's coming back for the Flash film at all. I don't know. I, I, is this nostalgia worth revisiting? Because this was... I don't know. I didn't like this Bruce Wayne much, to be honest. No, I, I think there's a lot to be said. Like, Michael Keaton at the time seemed like strange castings. I think he was predominantly like a comic, seen as a comic actor. I think he'd been acting in a sitcom of some kind. Um, and he got hired for this. Uh, yeah, he'd done Beetlejuice as well uh, by this point. But... Uh, but he wasn't like the lead in that movie he was although he's the the titular the titular beetlejuice he wasn't the the main character um and then he turned up in this and i think people were sort of a little bit skeptical of him here's here's something for you uh, a little bit of trivia do you know who else was considered for the role of batman Hmm. there's no 1989 yeah you're throwing you're throwing a guess christopher walken oh no no, not that would be very funny. My parents were yeah, gunned yeah. down in this alleyway. Uh, Bats <laughs> fall in a bucket of cream. Yeah. The Joker. Um, <laughs> that's pretty bloody, good. Vl- yeah, I didn't think I had a Christopher Walken impersonation in me actually, but I've that's just kind of come out of me, and I'm like, oh, well, okay. actually, now that I say that, he is in the sequel, isn't he? Which we'll talk about next week. He is. He's in the next one, so we'll <laughs> yeah, come back yeah, to yeah. him. Um, but no, it's Pierce Bloody Blos. Pierce bloody Brosnan was considered oh, for Batman. Oh, that would have been perfect. It which so is. <laughs> you just imagine. It'd be interesting to have if if he was like um on it's not any given Sunday, was it the Long Good Friday era, like very Irish pierced Brosnan. Yeah, like it's yeah. it that would be my favourite way for him to play this. <laughs> just the kind of lilting Irish brogue uh on, on Bruce Wayne. Bruce O. Wayne. Bruce O'Wayne. Well, he, he got he, he got to play uh, James Bond, I suppose. I don't think he would have been Batman and James Bond, so no. maybe he's happy that he didn't get the role. Yeah, I th- well, I think he was coming off of. Um, I, I cannot remember what it's called now. It's some. It's like something Steel or Sterling. It was some some TV show that Pierce Brosnan was on that like got uh, got a lot of attention. That would have been an was... interesting casting. I think he actually would have mm. done a good done a good job. Um, mm. Hmm, I think. I he mean, would I have, think I th- Michael Keaton. I think he's okay, but I just think the character from start to finish is very he's very much like there's not really an arc for him he doesn't mm-hmm. really learn any lessons he's just like a guy who goes around and through whose eyes we see gotham which i guess is 
very true to the kind of noir roots of both the character and what Tim Burton is pulling from here. So I guess let's talk about P- Burton as a director. Mm. Yeah, but just before you do it, just, just to tack on the end of the uh, Michael Keaton thing. Later in his career, he's done some absolutely fantastic performances where he's really gone yeah. deep, deep into a character, and like he's very convincing. Like, like in, uh, huh? <laughs> like the other guys. Did you ever no, see no. the other guys? I have seen it. Yeah, <laughs> Michael Keaton's great in that movie. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm more thought thinking about uh, Birdman. Is it Birdman? Like yeah, and Birdman. Yeah. Yeah. So that, like, so basically, that's what I'm thinking. But back in these days, I can kind of tell from the performance that he's coming off. That he's maybe it's the direction too, but he's coming off uh, more comic roles because there wasn't much depth in his performance to me. Like to be honest, no, with you. I, I I absolutely agree with you. I, I think he's a very kind of he's a, he's a bit of a nothing character who's kind of defined mm-hmm. by his incredibly goofy uh, goofy suit. And I suppose actually before moving off of him, we should very we should very briefly talk about. You've already mentioned his wings and how he looks kind of dumb coming in. Yeah. How did you find the gadgetry and the the suit and the car, the the kind of extra Batman stuff in this? Did it work for you? It did. No, it did. I, I actually enjoyed that. Mm. Um, I'll give you a, a very hot take here. Go on. Uh, well, so basically, I, when all the flamboyance of everything happening and like how silly it was some of the time, I re- I said to Emma, I said to Emma, I actually think there's a case to be made for this film being closer to the adam west one than the robert pattinson one i think there's oh, a, there's absolutely a, absolutely there's definitely an argument there i think even even after the christopher nolan ones which was the last time i watched this i i watched um the christopher nolan series or trilogy and then i went back and watched the tim burton ones and mm-hmm. i think it's it it's you couldn't get from uh the the adam west one to the christian bale one without the the Tim yeah. Burton and the Joel Schumacher it's one definitely in the middle. a stepping um, stone it didn't feel admittedly I was I was young when this came out so maybe I, my opinion of it was colored by inexperience but I yeah. remember watching this at the time being like oh this is so dark there's a yeah. bit where Joker fries a man with an electric hand buzzer and it's violent <laughs> and, and and it is still kind of dark but it's dark in that Tim Burton way where it's sort mm-hmm. of like everything's a bit kind of light-hearted and um nothing feels like it's too serious but you couldn't get imagine going from Adam West to Christian Bale like it just like it would be the most ridiculous transformation of a character you've ever seen it would be yeah it, it would be like i don't know peewee peewee uh, herman uh, yeah. like a serious version of him with being played you know, by tom hardy in a, yeah. like a reimagined as a <laughs> yeah. cockney hard man in like or, a, or a like uh, tom hardy as bean <laughs> like, <laughs> that would be so good Oh, make that Hollywood. Make that movie. Tom Hardy as Bean as a hard man who just goes like a Bronson like figure who just goes around beating the shit out of people. With a red Um, tie on. Yeah. Yeah, with a red tie. He's still got the suit and he's still got the shitty car. But that's that leans into his hard man persona. Um so yeah, like Tim Burton, his presentation of this is it it's it wears its influences on its sleeve, I think it's safe to say. And it's funny that again not to make too many comparisons but with the batman it's clear that they were like we're going to make a true noir detective story it's going to yeah. be very dark it's going to be very gritty it's going to be very slow and and kind of brooding and this is like the opposite end of the noir spectrum or the expressionism spectrum in many ways mm-hmm. where it's like and i think this is true of a lot of tim burton's movies where he wants all the aesthetics and like the visuals and the styles of expressionism but he doesn't really want to 
actually make those kind of movies so what you end up with is like yeah. gotham which is realized in these really beautiful matte paintings that are very reminiscent yes. of like metropolis and stuff like that mm. um and like this really cool I, and when I say he's not interested in making those kind of movies, I don't mean it as a criticism because I like what he does with Gotham in this where mm-hmm. the time period is kind of obscured. So it's like yeah. people have mod cons, but everyone's wearing trilbies and the gangsters are using Tommy guns and stuff like that. Like yeah, it's, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, a really, it's really cool. Um, I think it could wear thin if you made more than one or two movies in this style as it happened, as, you know, kind of was the case with Tim Burton's like broader style, I think. Mm-hmm. But... Um, Certainly for this. Yeah, yeah. That he he ran out of juice eventually. I think the the aesthetic wasn't enough to carry him through a full career, um, yeah. but it was enough to carry him through about a decade and a half, two decades yeah. of good films. Well, I, th- I think you can see in this. Uh, I don't know how you felt about Tim Burton around like two thousand or so, or so when I feel like his he'd kind of reached his peak and his star was just beginning to fade. But I remember watching this and like Edward Scissorhands and being like, yeah. and you can see why Hollywood was like, oh, this guy's going places this is the hot new director because his style is it's i don't I, I hesitate to call it distinct because it's so derivative of yeah. derivative is it sounds bad but it's very, so obviously referential of other stuff that's come before but um but I, I i really loved it when i was like a teenager yeah i like that he was doing something different and stuff like i i like you know i i, I do like tim burton i think i also have time for fil- some films after people think he sort of um what is the what is the phrase jump the shark um yeah. <laughs> there were there was um herd of the goats or something i was gonna say that but i i like so i like sweeney todd maybe that's because i'm a musical guy uh, mm. i also like now i don't think anyone can argue that big fish isn't a great film i, I, I re- i've only seen it once i liked it when i watched it though I, yeah and I that was like 2003 so even though he started making duds there was a couple of good ones in those sort of early 2000 years for me yeah, I think so. I mean, I, and I, you know, I, I think Sleepy Hollow is the last one of his movies that I was like, oh, I really liked that. Sleepy um, Hollow's good, yeah. But yeah, I mean, he 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 had a solid decade and a bit there, I think, mm-hmm. where he was churning out some good stuff. It's easy to forget now because he kind of became a bit of a parody of himself with the whole always casting Johnny Depp and Helena Bonham Carter and, and the That's rest of the gang in his movies. Ridiculous. Um, but, uh, but at this point, he was an exciting director and I think he made an exciting movie. Um, I'm, I I need to take a kind of I I haven't got a good segue. There just isn't a good segue for this bit here. So um, we're just going to have to take a conversational left turn into some random stuff that I noticed in this movie. And I know you've got something that 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 we want to talk about as well, which we'll we'll get into when we talk about the Joker and Keaton together, or Joker and um, Bruce Wayne <laughs> together. But I just had to st- to talk about this because when. I, I feel really bad because I said at the beginning of this I'm tr- going to try and not draw comparisons between The Batman and Batman too much <laughs> because I want to talk about this movie but when you come from Jeffrey Wright who's a very good actor yeah. and has a real kind of gravitas and kind of quiet charisma to him in pretty much every role I've ever seen him in and he plays commi- or he's not Commissioner Gordon in The Batman he's like Lieutenant detective Gordon, Gordon yeah, Lieutenant, he's like yeah. a detective or something and you go from that to the drunk ass Commissioner Gordon in this movie, played brilliantly by Pat Hingle, who overweight, middle middle aged. There's literally there is no evidence in this movie that he's a good cop. There's nothing. To he's the first through he, the door every time. He's the first. All through the he door. does is spend his time fucking rubbing shoulders with the elite of Gotham at like wine dues, and and then turning up in his dinner jacket to crime scenes and be like, "What's going on here, boys?" Like it, he's just he's 
amazing as as Commissioner Gordon, but couldn't be further away from what Jeffrey Wright did as the character. Like he's, I think he's, a, I think he's more of a hindrance to Batman than a help. Uh, to be well, honest. he's not. He's not really doing anything, is he? Like he, yeah. he's, he's the commissioner, but he's sort of. He's sort of a more realistic take on what a commissioner might be. Like, <laughs> yeah. He just doesn't care about just what's going on. Just a fucking useless politician who's like, yeah. oh, I don't know what's happening, and yeah. like, yeah. immediate like turns up to that the crime scene where uh, where Jack Napier will become the Joker, and is like, we're taking him alive because he wants. I, I guess because he wants to make a point that uh, the I've forgotten the name of the 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 the, the, the boss played by Jack Palance briefly in this. Oh, but, um, Griffiths, Griffins, or something, something like that. Yeah, but yeah. he wants he wants Jack Napier to be killed by the corrupt cops because he's been uh, sleeping with, with the, his with his with girl. Yeah, with his girl. Um, and he turns up, and uh, the Commissioner Gordon turns up and is like, "We're taking him alive," and then he just dies anyway, or doesn't die, <laughs> yeah. falls into a vat of acid. So yeah. like that's the only indication we get that he's fighting or butting heads with the corrupt element of his police force, and all that happens is the exact same thing that would have happened anyway, except a few more police die in the process. <laughs> it's like okay, yeah. this Commissioner well, Gordon is useless. Yeah, he, well, he was useless. That's that's not beating around the bush at all. He actually was. But I would say I personally like that idea, of, like the corrupt cops and stuff, and like that that little guy sort of who was like you know. Get, getting the the money and talking to Jack Napier, the, the croakiest voiced cop in the history of of, of cinema. <clears throat> See that first scene which he was in, a hundred percent his lines were, were ADR'd. Do you think after, they were? I was trying to figure out if it was ADR'd. Hundred percent in that first scene. Anyway, I don't know about the yeah. rest, but in that first scene, he was like whispering and like yeah. it's like it was a wide <laughs> shot. I'm like, where's the microphone here? Like yeah. it was, and, and then I looked at his lips, and it was like all off. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, that guy is like right in a studio, right up to the microphone, whispering his lines. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it was the most it did weird. Not sound believable at all. I was like, this, this, yeah, this does not sound good. This like, is not a good performance. It's raining in a city, in a city like a noisy city in the middle of the night, and he's talking to the guy two feet three feet from him like this yeah i'm gonna go down there it just yeah. didn't make it was so i mean it was fine but it just didn't match I mean, up it's like a wide angle shot it's like this yeah. is not right the, the right kind of shot for this like <laughs> level of intimate dialogue that you're going for here yeah. but it's i didn't like this I, fucking he, full body wide shot he was there he was real like ironically he was kind of giving me paul giamatti and planet of the apes vibes funny enough but he oh, um okay he uh, he was uh, Paul Giamatti is like the sort of Doctor Zayas type figure, but but he. <laughs> I'm glad you explained that because I was like, I was just gonna I was gonna let it slide that I do not remember who Paul Giamatti was in those movies. Oh, he was like experimenting on humans or something, and he like uh, okay. yeah, so he was just like Weasley like this guy. But anyway, um, this I didn't like this corrupt cop thing because as soon as like this first part happened, where like he came in and went, we take him alive, I, like. He fell on the vat of acid, and then the corruption of the cops was just gone. Just gone. Yeah, just was, gone was, forever. I don't even understand why we needed the corruption of the cops yeah. to to even have them say, "Let's take him alive." What was yeah. the What was the narrative purpose of that five fifteen minute delving into corrupt cops? Because yeah, Batman films probably have to have corrupt cops. Is that why? I guess. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's like a tonal thing, but I absolutely yeah. agree with you. It's just like a, a completely unexplored. Um, plot point or it's not even a plot point because there is no plot that relies upon the cops being corrupt like it's yeah. just a thing that happens in gotham um speaking of things that happen in gotham then and we have to talk about this and we have to talk about it in detail so strap yourselves in folks uh the joker is introduced to vicky vale through 
a dance sequence where they do a bunch of graffiti over works of art to a Prince song and then meets her again great scene in a, a romantic uh, in the middle of a romantic liaison between Bruce Wayne and Vicky Vale in which you say romantic Bruce Wayne's just told her to shut up and he's about to I mean to, he wants yeah, he, yeah he, he's and he's about he to tell her that he's Batman but he can't get it out so yeah, I mean, like it's kind of it'll become more. My interpretation is definitely it'll become romantic yeah. after that. It, Jeez, those two, time. those two, are you oh, kidding me? Of course, it would. sizzling chemistry. Um, <laughs> I, actually, it's, that's really funny that you mentioned that. The, the, so you've got in this movie, you have the lovable guy who won't take no for an answer. Which boy, howdy, has that trope aged poorly? Will you marry <laughs> like, me? No. Well, will you buy me lunch? I love yeah, that line. Yeah. So that guy. I mean, I know it's played for laughs. I get it. But it is also like, come on, dude. She said no like three or four times here. But then through that, ca- that character exists purely so we find out that Vicky Vale and Bruce Wayne have started dating. Because we don't see them agree to date each other. They meet at a yeah. party. And then in a, in a later scene, she says, oh, I'm going for dinner with Bruce Wayne. So, it, it, And it's one of those moments in a movie where it's like, sure, it would have been nice to see that moment of chemistry between you and the lead character of this movie, but I guess we're just going to be told about it instead. Yeah, we're just told that that's happening. But also, like, the one date they had, the rest of the film, like, they're saying, that was a brilliant night, wasn't it? It meant yeah. something to you, didn't it? I've loved you since the first moment I met you. It was like, okay, this is a hollow relationship if ever I saw one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's nothing. There's the, their entire relationship, or that, that the entire chemistry of that first date is built upon the fact that Bruce Wayne badly misjudged the situation... And they started eating in a dining room that he himself oh, that doesn't like eating in. And then they moved to uh, a, a smaller room where it's implied that Alfred essentially saved the date by talking about Bruce Wayne when he was a kid. And it, it's just, it's, yeah. it's unbelievable that she Alfred, was Alfred, Alfred successfully hid the Vladimir Putin-esque tendencies of Bruce Wayne yeah. sitting at the end of that table. Yeah. <laughs> like, go, don't come anywhere near me just in case yeah, you assassinate me. the absolute me. power play of just being like, no, you will sit on the other end of this room <laughs> just to, so I can assert dominance over you. Yeah, um, uh, that was that was pretty nuts. Yeah, but okay, so Joker comes in, whether romantic or not, or future romance, Joker sure. comes in, and yeah. what happens? So, they... they he, a lot of things happen in this scene. So... <laughs> Joker smashes a mask. That happens in that in that scene. Oh, yes, um, because he tells that the, his 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 work of art, which is horrific. It, it's it's played like Joker laughing and stuff, but it is horrific. The idea that he's making human pieces of art by burning people's faces. Yes, yeah, that is that is awful. Um, and then yeah, Joker basically reveals that he's going to kill Bruce Wayne. I can't actually remember why he decides he wants to kill Bruce Wayne. Whether there's a specific reason for it. Well, I think he does. He say Bruce Wayne or Batman. No, he doesn't know he's Batman at that point. But does he know he wants to kill Bruce Wayne? Oh, interesting. Maybe because no, Bruce yeah, Wayne was he, looking he through could... the window of the, the the car. Yeah, I think maybe that is it. He and he's got his little he's got his little buddy who's like taking photos of Vicky Vale, um, and that, yeah. and, and has kind of figured out that they're together. So maybe it's just a jealousy thing. But yeah. um, Joker gives away that, um, and uh, <laughs> this is like a classic Star Wars blunder that we get here. You make the world. <laughs> smaller by implying that it was the same set of characters that did everything in the world and <laughs> yeah. in this he, he says uh have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight moments before shooting bruce wayne and uh in a later scene there's a flashback to bruce's parents being killed in crime alley and mm-hmm. uh the person who killed his parents also says that revealing that it was in fact the joker or jack napier as he was at the time who killed his parents well just because obviously we we've established 
this Bruce Wayne doesn't care about the people of Gotham. So yeah. why on earth would he want to kill the Joker unless he was personally involved in some way? Yeah, exactly. Like, he needed stakes. Mm. He can't just be like, well, this man's killed thousands. Like, and the, yeah. the entire plot of this movie... What does he care movie, about that? Bats don't care about that. Like, the entire... So the, the, the plot of this movie essentially devolves into an anti-capitalist stance of the Joker is essentially poisoning com- uh, cosmetic products that like <laughs> kill people and make their faces go like the Joker, which kind of is a thing in the comics, as I recall. So I can't joke about it too much, even though it is really stupid. Yeah. But um, so everyone's like, people are dying by the thousands. No one's wearing deodorant or makeup. It's all very funny. I don't think Batman ever mentions that. I think the only, the only no. tie he has to the Joker is this revelation after he's shot that the Joker actually killed his parents, which seems like he's... It seems to me like he got in the crime-fighting game for the wrong reasons, if I'm being honest. Well, well, yeah, 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 definitely. I think he does mention to the Joker that, like, I know who you are, you know? I think he mentions that, but at that point he didn't know uh, what he knows. Like, he didn't know Mm. that he killed his parents. So, like, he was just, like, loving the power play there. Yes. Um, once he found out that he killed his parents, then he did go and blow up Axis Chemicals uh, with the funniest bomb uh, <laughs> bombing of all time. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna say something. I, like the Batmobile, fair enough, it's okay. The engine at the back doesn't look like it's doing not anything. Like that, it's no. putting out no power. It's, it's literally a little, little camp. It's a it's campfire a, in the back. You know I, I, mean? I do love. This is probably my favorite Batmobile. I have to say, it's just such a classic. Um, and I, 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 like, I think the reason I love this Batmobile so much is that it goes hand in hand with the let's be honest, iconic Danny Elfman score um, yeah, that yeah, this yeah. movie actually starts with. That is cool. Like, is one of the best superhero themes ever written. It's up there with you know, like Superman by John Williams, I think. It's interesting, um, you know, isn't it that um, that John Williams' Superman theme sort of stuck with Superman for a very long time? Yeah. Whereas the Danny Elfman one, I think. I think it was on all four of the 90s films, wasn't it? But uh, I don't actually know. It was definitely it, in the first two, but I, yeah. I'm not sure about the other ones. But now that but it, was like, in the, I, it was in the animated series, which I think is where a lot of people kind of got to. Yeah, know yeah, it. yeah. But I, I like, I don't know. I, I, I sort of, I think it's like, I think it is a, a really iconic theme, mm. and it's interesting that we don't see it attached to Batman whatsoever anymore. Because you will still get certain aspects of like the spy, old Spider-Man themes and stuff appearing every now and then in yeah. scores of Spider-Man, but you don't. They, they they don't call back to that score of Danny Elfman, which is yeah. really interesting. It's it, it is a, I guess it would be difficult because it's such a kind of pulpy kind of sounding yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah. Like it's it's not when you compare it to like Michael Giacchino's uh, score for the Batman, which is very like understated and slow and plodding, mm. and 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 Danny Elfman's theme for this is it, it's it's this sort of triumphant uh, piece of music. But I mm-hmm. I think it is very similar to to the Superman theme. I guess the yeah. difference is that there were those four Superman th- uh, movies in the late 70s and early 80s um, and then they just stopped making Superman movies for quite a long time until uh, Superman Returns basically. Brandon Ralph, um, yeah, they just brought it back, yeah, back. back at that point, yeah. So, uh, and they did have it in that one as well but but because you had like those four movies and then a long time without them they, they became like, and the theme that is associated with them I think became like the definitive song for Superman. I think if Batman had been the same like if you mm-hmm. had the the Tim Burton Batmans and then the Joel Schumacher Batmans and then there was like a 20 year gap before yeah. they made another Batman we'd probably 
the, the, the this theme would be more indelibly linked to it but as it mm-hmm. happened unfortunately chris well not unfortunately because christopher nolan's batman movies are great but yeah. but they they didn't have room for this the for this song in in their kind of tone that they were going yeah, for yeah, which yeah, is yeah, a shame um okay but yeah so uh, i the one he bombs he bombs axis chemicals i did want to say in that scene where he gets shot uh michael keaton delivers the funniest line in the whole movie which i had forgotten where uh joker does this whole spiel and then michael keaton just goes do you want to get nuts and like kind of threatens him with a with a fire poker and it's just i don't know where that line read came from or how that got through the 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 cut the editing process but good lord like that is just i oh i did not remember that being in there to be the honest fu- the funniest part of it for me is the fact that oh uh, the build-up to it is what makes the manic line so funny because yeah. he, he's he walks over he's like he's like doing a monologue to the joker right trying to like sort of keep everything cool walks over takes the poker secretly <laughs> yeah hi- very 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 like hides it behind his hides back, it behind his back <laughs> yeah, nods to vicky vale yeah. <laughs> she walks out of the way yeah. he then smashes her vases on the on the yeah. mantelpiece. he doesn't even and swing then- at the joker like why are you doing this secretly if you're not even gonna yeah, take a swing at secretly anyone? secretly took it hit it behind his <laughs> yeah. thing the joker doesn't move he doesn't move and then yeah. he smacks vicky vale's vases and goes you want to get nuts yeah, <laughs> what is he doing unbelievable an unbelievable and again you know just another example of this batman not caring about the people of gotham he's like yeah. i don't give a shit all right i'm a billionaire i'll smash whoever's vases i want to smash to make a point to this guy um but yeah so he, he figures out that uh joker is uh responsible for his parents death he bombs axis chemicals there's a, there's a bit of back and forth we'll probably rush through a, a bit of this to get to the conclusion where he has a plane he has, he, a has plane. he does have a plane um i can't actually what, what, i'm trying to remember what he actually does with the plane at the end of this movie does he fly oh, straight he... to the thing that uh the joker takes uh, vicky vale up no uh no the joker is um putting the green gas out uh, to try and oh, kill right. yeah, yeah. literally just kill everyone oh yeah so he gets everyone in the streets by saying like i'm gonna drop 20 million dollars on the yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever um the, and then he goes Gotham to kill parade. everyone uh he goes to kill everyone but uh and the gas is coming out of big balloons yes, which are the most right. tim burton concept art thing you've ever seen in your life <laughs> yeah, so it's so inefficient to do it that way <laughs> but basically what happens is is the batman then gets he's flying his plane which is really cool and uh yeah. and it's like a nice top down shot of it flying over the city streets yeah like it's it it is really cool and and but the thing is he takes like an age to uh to come down and help all the gas is seeping out people are dying people are going mad and he's just flying around (laughs) uh like literally he's like like cruising in his jet just like humming to himself like (laughs) (laughs) i gotta tell danny that's a great theme and then he's just like going around (laughs) he's just flying around and then he flies up through the clouds yep sits next to the moon and it looks like the bat symbol and then he comes down he's like you know what i've got my style out of the way let's go down and save these people so i'm talking (laughs) like literally in the time of the film five minutes after the joker and that like obviously we know in the in the movie it's in the actual world of the movie it's probably longer than five minutes yeah he finally comes down he then uh, uses the front of the front of the batmobile or bat plane to cut or to grab the oh, yeah, uh, the, the balloons, yeah, the, the, the balloons free, doesn't he? Yeah. And then he cuts them free, and they fly up. Uh, not just after we must mention that the reporter guy who's trying to get to the bottom of uh, um, Vicky Felt, no, sorry, uh, the the bat, the bat uh, secret. He, um, you get the joke now. He <laughs> he actually had a bit of bravery at the end. 
he was like, you know what, I'm going, and he started running with a baseball bat. Like, yeah, know? yeah, it was ill judged, I think, to be yeah, honest. Yeah. But like, fair play to him for giving it a go. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, so uh, Batman like uh, cuts loose all of the balloons after thousands have already died, um, which again you know we've said everything i think needs to be said about this batman and then we get to the final confrontation uh so as villains tend to do um a joker takes vicky vale hostage up a i don't actually think if they say what it is but it's like the top of a cathedral it's pretty it's, like it's pretty it's like very clearly a direct reference i don't know if you've actually seen metropolis but to the end of no. metropolis where uh like the crazy doctor who makes the iron woman um takes the heroine hostage and they're at the top of the church um interestingly and- about that climb up to the top of the church apparently Ema told me this apparently um because she's a huge tim burton fan when i first met her like one of the first things i bought her as a present for valentine's day was like a it was a signed script of edward scissorhands uh, oh, okay. anyway it wasn't you know it was a photocopied signatures but it was still the thought that counts but basically <laughs> um she told me that because she's read the book burton on burton and he described that the the studio had so much so much oversay in this film that it was at the end and they were like oh, the script was being rewritten every day and mm. they were filming the scene where Jack Nicholson's taking her up the stairs and like Jack Nicholson was like why are we doing this like what's why are we taking her up the stairs what's going on and Tim Burton was just like I don't know I've just been told I have to get this shot that sounds about right yeah that, mm. th- th- this like final confrontation is i guess like the whole the depiction of the city is very arch and kind of fantastical so i guess they need the setting of the com- final confrontation to be mm-hmm. the same but it is kind of like why are you going up to the top of the church like you just like <laughs> drive off or something with a <laughs> with a like pop- popper in a car well but- interestingly before they go up to the top of the church actually um jack nicholson as the joker who we haven't even talked about yet i'm sure we will He's oh, yeah. standing in the street, begging the plane to kill him. Yeah. Um, now, interesting. Like we haven't. Maybe it's the wrong time to mention it because we will get around to it eventually. But the moment with Heath Ledger in The Dark Knight, yeah. where he's where he's saying, "Come on!" to the to I Batman on the boat. Yeah. Like, yeah. I want um, you to hit me. Uh, that, I didn't realize until today uh, or yesterday when I watched the film that this was actually a reference to that. That was really cool. Yeah, I think it is. I I don't know if this is a comic book moment originally that they're both pulling from, but certainly my read of it is like, oh, this is uh, a moment that was referenced uh, by Heath Ledger's Joker, which is cool because you wouldn't. Yeah think that there was going to be any kind of through line certainly there's not like a a narrative through line but but it's yeah nice well i also not. did think like what's the most insane thing you can have someone do or something that shows how unhinged they are or how much they don't care about dying is to make them stand in front of a plane or a motorbike and yeah. just be like come well, on i'll tell so you i can understand is, why they both thought of that it's falling to their deaths and then having a set of mechanical teeth in your hand that's the that's the the, the sign of need a hand insanity <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, you know, you know, you know when he's getting punched and he's about to get thrown off the building, yeah. and he just throws a pair of glasses on and goes, "You wouldn't hit a guy with glasses, would you?" <laughs> yes. uh, that moment, uh, one of my when I whenever I was a teenager for fun, I used to on a different channel, I used to put up like just funny sketches and stuff. And one of the things I did with my brother was he was we were like play fighting, and I just put a pair of glasses on. And goes, you wouldn't hit a guy with glasses, would you? Nice. Re- referencing, referencing this. So. Did it work? Did it stop him? Um, no, no, it did not. Oh, okay, but well, it didn't. That work was the magic him. bullet. It didn't work for the Joker either, so like, yeah. uh, <laughs> that's, that's zero for two uh, as far as that technique goes. But yes, he falls off the building, uh, and it, and there's a there's a, a, a hint that he may still be alive, but then it turns out no, he is in fact actually actually dead. Um, and it was bread. A, yeah, um, and he he's he's gone forever, never to return in the Batman series, um, which 
I, like, the, the final confrontation is just kind of like them punching each other a bunch. I don't think there's anything, unless there's anything particularly you wanted to say very about slowly. it. Very slowly. That's one thing I'll say about yeah. Batman in this film. He's well, he, very, like his, very his slow. His movement is all like bound by his rubber suit, so he's constantly, he can't turn his head, so he's moving yeah. like this all the time. And well, it's weird kicks... that in The Dark Knight was the first time they ever actually changed the Batman suits to not have yeah. a bully yeah. stiff neck. And, and it was literally a plot point of the film. Ooh. I don't actually. So th- this is going to be interesting watching the latest uh, '90s Batman's because I don't remember what the fighting is like in any of the other ones. True. I just remember yeah. in this one, every time he kicks someone, it's like a kick to the stomach because he literally has to go. Yeah. His, his entire body needs to go sideways just to kick someone in the stomach because he has no mobility whatsoever. Uh, which yeah, is what it, the final it, fight it took me out a little bit. I'm going to be honest with you, and like the stuff like Batman having to walk all up, up, just walking up the stairs. Yeah, he doesn't run. It's like. He never like, runs. He's not. He's not running. He's just walking up the stairs. He's got all these gadgets, um, but he just walks up the stairs. And as the Joker's doing Joker things, keeps cutting to Batman walking up the stairs. As the Joker's <laughs> yeah, doing Joker yeah. things, it keeps cutting to Batman flying around the skies of Gotham. Yeah. There's a lot of Batman traveling in this. Yeah, there is. I mean, he's. Do- Let's be fair. It's a very dramatic way of traveling that he I has. Know, yeah. Very um, brooding. But so, yeah, the final confrontation is not super exciting, but I think it leads us to what we have to discuss in closing about this movie, which is Jack Nicholson as the Joker, as the Mm -hmm. villain. I think, really, if you were going to pin something down and say, this is what you're coming here for... Jack Nicholson as the Joker is is the thing. That's the number that's one the, billing. Number one billing. So. Yeah, absolutely. Like he's the big star. It's the most memorable performance. Um, it's the most fun performance. I think. Like Batman is the most. Well, I guess there is some humor in Batman. Actually, I was going to say he's completely humorless and there's no fun, but for the most part, not much. Yeah, not much. No, there's not a lot. And and Joker's really, really the guy. Um, like and and there's just like there's scenes that he just absolutely carries like the the moment where where joker kind of like trans uh transforms or like wakes up um in like the plastic surgeons um yeah. having had uh you know reconstructive surgery or whatever <laughs> yeah. to, to from the acid burns and the doctor is like this german guy and he like points to his tools and says i did what i could and he's like that his tray has just got like a hatchet and a yeah, bone yeah, yeah. saw on it it's like those aren't the tools for this job and then <laughs> yeah. and, and then he like grabs the mirror and smashes it and he's just silhouetted as he as the joker laugh comes through it's such a cool introduction to the character that's the thing is that at the same like and I actually didn't pick up pick up the first time I'd ever seen this, or any time I've ever seen this before. But he gets um, like two really big gashes on his face before he falls the into steam. The, yeah, or before, I don't know if it's the whatever, steam or whatever, whatever it is. Like it's it's literally two massive like gashes where it's like got, cut him open, and that's why they've had to pin his lips up and stuff. So that's yeah. I, and I never understood why he smiled all the time, and now I do because it actually yeah, was reconstructive. <laughs> It's like it, it is. There is some thought put into it. I mean, for 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 you know, for how dumb the acid turned his skin white is as a as and a, lips as a, red and, and lips yeah, hair and, green and like nails green as well for some reason. Um, there, there is actually some thought to why his face looks like that, but but they do. It's move really past disconcerting it. when he has like the makeup on to look like a normal person oh, again. That, it's really so that, disconcerting that moment where he comes to like the other crime bosses of Gotham mm-hmm. and is like kind of un- trying to unify them all under his rule and he's wearing like the human I say human he's still a human folks let's not <laughs> yeah, be yeah, unfair yeah. to the Joker the but the the I don't know I don't know the the normal person makeup I guess yeah. I'll describe it as um he he uh and and it like 
it's yeah it's like someone's it's like when you watch one of those newer star wars movie uh, movies and they cgi in a deceased uh, celebrity and it's like oh that doesn't look right yeah uh, yeah there's something weird about it there's that's something not weird yeah that's not peter cushing as grand moff tarkin that's a yeah. robot pretending to be him um and that's that's kind of what jack nicholson reminds me of in that scene but then he does my my rule for like kind of action movies as a kid was is there like one good moment of gore one good moment of like a body <laughs> or violence that i can really that i can really sink my teeth into so to speak and you got it in jurassic park you get samuel L. jackson's arm you got it in you don't get it in bond movies very much which is always a shame but you get it in this you get the the dude just getting electrocuted oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then his his fried body falling glowing back. from the inside yeah yeah which is I mean that's a very powerful hand buzzer. I don't know if that thing's legal, to be honest. But yeah, I I, I don't think it's legal. No, no, definitely not legal. I I think um it's just a starter from his car. But I I think that pers- personally, I don't uh, I don't understand how the hell Jack Nicholson did this because the film for me is so farcical in a way. But then also like obviously the setting's really great and they have like a very dark and brooding atmosphere. But he manages to be both maniacal and crazy, but also. I can tell it's like it's not he's not just mental for no like no reason. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that's sorry, that's the point. He is mental for no reason and that's why I love it so much because he's actually playing the role really well and I just I, every time even though he's killing people and thousands of people I can't help but laugh when he just randomly says a joke. This is the thing about the Joker as well. I mentioned last week actually or two weeks ago for the for the, for the Batman that the, the riddles were were good riddles. Yeah. Well, this the jokes were good jokes in my opinion. Yeah. Like the jokes yeah, no, the Joker I, he, had great jokes in this. He he is a funny character. Like the yeah. and that you know there's that um that scene where they where they break into like I don't know what that building is now. Vicky Vale is having dinner waiting for I think she's waiting for Bruce Wayne to show up. It's like a museum. And, but it's like a museum as well. That's what I mean though. Like there's an art gallery yeah. downstairs but most then there's museums, also like most museums have a like a, a food area. I guess I, that's maybe. very that's a very fancy one. I'll be honest with you. Um, yeah. I think maybe it's an opening or something. But um, okay, well, but 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 when he breaks in there and like you know they do the whole musical sequence, which is very fun in its own right, and then he sits down and he's got like the most powerful lighter in the universe. And oh jeez! Like, and like lights like four <laughs> candles at once. It's great. It's such a good. It's such a good physical gag. Two of my favorite uh, jokes in it are actually the ones where he's just playing something straight, but it, that's the funny thing. It's yeah. like the so whatever they're going around destroying all the paintings, and then all of a sudden he's like gets his cane and stops the guy spray painting whatever. Yeah. He goes, "Not this one. I kind of like it." Right? That's <laughs> that's a great joke. And then yeah. then the, later on, uh, whenever his right hand man Brucey, no, not Brucey, uh, whatever he's called, Billy or something. Yeah, something um, like that. He, he goes, how the hell did he figure it out? Uh, Billy, what did he do? Billy, he goes, Billy, my gun. And he gives him his gun and then he just shoots him. Yeah. And then the rest of the guys are like, oh my God, oh my God. He goes, and he goes, I'm going to need a minute alone, fellas. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It is like, he is such a, fun- yeah, you know who he reminds me of is like, if you, he's like the other side of Jim Carrey's performance in The Mask. Like, it's it's like the sort of dark mirror of that performance. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But, but I mean, obviously, much more serious and much more menacing. But there's, so, there's a lot of crossover between those two performances. That's a good point, actually. It's really cool that actually, 
he is being very similar to a Jim Carrey-like performance. The only difference is Jim Carrey does it like for every film. Yeah, he does it for every film, and he doesn't have the ability to like t- don't like dial it down at all to be menacing, which Jack yeah, Nicholson yeah. absolutely does. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, a wonderful villain and uh, gone forever. We'll never see him again, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, so I think unless that's unless there's anything else you wanted to mention about this, is there anything else you wanted to discuss? Uh, no, I, I think uh, I'm ready to go to ratings because just, I was just going to sum up my feelings, but I suppose that's done with the ratings, isn't it? Yeah, we could do it with the ratings. So, uh, yeah, it, returning to Tim Burton's The Batman. No, hold on. I said I, I said there'd be two more, and that was the, that was the second one. Uh, returning to Tim Burton's Batman, what would you give it? Right, okay, so I've thought a lot about this. Um, I'm not going to go nostalgia. Having said that, there is a lot of... Uh, there's a lot I love about this movie, and you have to. It is a bit corny. It is a bit. Oh, it's uh, corny, yeah. Yeah. It it is a it is a bit um, sort of very very stylistic, and it mm. also is as I said closer to the Adam West one than the uh, the, <laughs> yeah. the, than the uh, the uh, whoever his name is uh, Edward Snowden or whatever his name is. No, no. <laughs> Edward, Edward Cullen. Edward, Edward Cullen. Cullen. Sure. Yeah, Cedric Diggory. Yeah, Cedric Diggory. Yeah, no, just, I was like Edward uh, Stone. Uh, um, yeah. Okay. Not JGL. Um, no. But anyway, um, he was Robin. Uh, he was Robin. Uh, <laughs> well. <laughs> okay. So yeah. I'm gonna give it a four. I actually am gonna give it a four uh, star. Okay. I, am. I I retroactively I had it as a four and I was like, this is a three. This is a three. I'm sorry uh, to say. I know. I, I, maybe that is nostalgia spot speaking then, but I give it a four. I, I love Batman Maybe Jack Returns. Nicholson. Jack Nicholson oh. scraped it up for me. Like. Yeah, I mean, Jack Nicholson definitely was doing a lot of work in this. So I was like, oh, you deserve you deserve to be in a four-star movie, Jack maybe Nicholson. Maybe I'm shooting but... myself in the foot, Conrad. If, I, if this Batman film was a four, maybe I need to go three, because what we have to come, there's well, some... I think, uh... I don't there's, want, some, I don't there's want at least one five star. Tactical. There's at least one five star in the in the mix. Like. Yeah, there's there's definitely one five star. So I mean, what did we say for the Batman? Did you say five? I think I said five. You said yeah. Four. Okay. So you've yeah you you've said four made, with a like. You've kind of made a rod for your own back here because I've said three for this, and then you've got your like. Not to get, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but I'm the way I'm thinking about this. Or I, well, I'm not thinking about this at all. But like, uh, I'm thinking about this movie on its own merits for the most part. But you've got like this movie and then you've got like your Batman returns, your Batman begins that are like better, definitely better than this, but they're not as good as the dark Knight. That's how yeah. I'm kind of expecting this rating to go. The dark Knight um, is the best one. Although I, I would be very, listen, listen, we'll get into it when the dark Knight comes around, but let's just say I'm not a fan of replacing actors. I'm trying to think who got replaced. Oh, um, Rachel Dawes. What, what's her face? Rachel Dawes. Gyllenhaal stepped in, and Gyllenhaal did a great job. But yes. uh, Katie, 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 what are you doing? Like, she, had, you know she, she had to. I don't even know what she was doing. Was she still married to Tom Cruise at that point? She was. Yeah, she. I, I think she was. She turned down. Uh, we'll get into it when we do the Dark Knight. But she turned down the Dark Knight to do a different film at the time, which we will talk about later on. Oh, yeah, little tease for you guys. Something to look forward to. Okay, right. <laughs> well, that is going to do it for us this week then on the best movie podcast ever which leaves us with one simple question to answer as we always do and that is anthony what's your favorite movie my favorite movie is 101 dalmatians with jeff daniels lovely um i'm gonna say batman (laughs) returns to give you a little hint as to what i'm gonna talk about next week Um, (laughs) because hopefully that one's aged a bit better than this one have you you watched it have you watched it yet actually 
Batman Return? No, I haven't. But I watched. Oh, okay, because I thought you rated Batman. Ba- I thought you rated this one based on seeing the next one already again. No. All right. But- no. Okay. We'll not. We'll not. Invigilators, sit down. They're not. They'll not come in. The outside. The outside. Uh, yeah, I've, ma- I've maintained purity. I'm not. I'm going through <laughs> one by one. Hand, my yeah. hands are clean of this one. Um, okay. So thank you to Nancy White and Jared Iscariot for the use of our theme song. You can find links to their stuff down in the description below. And thank you to you for jo- for joining us. Joining us joining was us. Uh, the word I was trying to say there. Uh, <laughs> please consider subscribing if you haven't already. We are the best movie podcast ever on podcasting apps and the culture cave that's our name on youtube uh get involved in the comments let us know what you think of batman or batmen or whatever you know you want bat related stuff in the comments is going to be people bat people exactly it doesn't just need to be men we live in a society where silverstone's coming up silverstone's coming up yeah absolutely uh and we will see you same time same place next week cut